God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell me? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when does God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the, the Bible is a, a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident. And I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, that's that's a bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. What does hearing the voice of the Spirit look like in the business world? How do you balance the tension between working with the natural circumstances and the supernatural in starting and building a business? Hi, and welcome to the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, practical theologian, author, and the founding director of God Conversations, a ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Today, we are super privileged to have a guest on the show who knows how to answer these questions. He is the CEO of Kingdom Momentum and has more than 50 years of experience in business at a high profile management level. You may also know him as the co-founder of Glory Jeans, the the coffee franchise in Australia and beyond. These days, he's passionate about providing tools, encouragement and advice and expertise to business people, both inside and outside the church. Welcome to the show, Peter Irvine. Well, it's great to be here, Tanya. It is so wonderful to have you and a different kind of guest. Most of our guests, Peter, have been pastors of churches and leaders, so it's fabulous to have someone from the business world. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into business? Well, in fact, the business is now a few years old because when we sold out of Gloria Jeans coffees uh, back in 2014 we set on a journey to take everything that uh, I've been I've learned good and bad in business and in life and leadership and to help uh, Christian business people to help other business people uh, to find the right way forward that God has a plan for their business for pastors leaders and that's led me to speaking to a lot in churches so I started work from school at 14 years of age in an advertising agency and I was there for a long time, um, growing with the agency and eventually managing director till 2000, actually it was 1995, I resigned um, before we started Gloria Jean's Coffees in 1996, uh, which then took us on that journey for a 15, 16 year until 2014. Yeah, and those people who are in Australia and around the world, Gloria Jeans is in America too, isn't it, Peter? We know what it is to have a Gloria Jeans coffee. In fact, where I used to work, we would often go down and get one of your coffees. Um, I believe at the time the concept that you had of having that lounge set up in the cafe was a unique one. Well, yes, it was. There were a few simple things like that that were unique for Australia because when we launched in 1996, specialty coffee and just takeaway coffee was really only in the embryo stages. And uh, basically we had to do an education on the market because people sat around in a cafe, drank coffee, morning, afternoon teas, maybe after lunch, sometimes with terrible coffee, um, occasionally made be good coffee. Uh, and it was a whole different journey uh, to go on. So it was launching out into the unknown. 
Well, you did well. Some of your ideas really paid off. And who thought that vanilla lattes could be such a winner? <laughs> that was always yes. my go-to. <laughs> Correct. That's thanks to you, Peter. Thank you for that. You gave me a lot of joy in those mornings. So, so now um, you have a real passion to help business people around the world to live out Christian principles within their businesses. Would, would that be how you would describe it? Yes, that's correct. Um, it's it's taking uh, the principles of business because, in fact, you can actually see them all the way through God's instruction to his people right through the Old and New Testaments. And uh, that's where I started after, uh, I mean, I just started at 14. It was a job. It was to get money to get by and pay bills, which I I thought that's what you did as a business person. It wasn't until some years later that I realised God's called us to business and that's our ministry. Yes. Well, you've got a lot of experience behind you and a lot of expertise. I was reading your book, Win in Business, and was so fascinated to hear there was one particular story there about how a fire burnt your warehouse down and it was quite devastating and your faith really helped you to be resilient in that situation. Well, yeah, yeah, that's correct. I mean, there were lessons before that fire in 2002 that God was already birthing, if you like, not so much ideas, well, probably ideas as well, but he was birthing um, trust in him, reinforcing that he has the plan and doesn't matter what happens on the journey, recessions, pandemics, uh, sickness, um, costs, banks wanting loans repaid, terrible staff, whatever it is, he's got the plan and he hasn't set it up and he birthed this for it to fail. So when you're standing there with a fire, you wonder what you're going to do. But it all went back. One of the things that went back to when I was in year eight at high school when there was a lot of fear around about threats from overseas and it got into my spirit until one day in a quiet time, God said, it's not over till I say it's over. And what he was saying is this world doesn't end. These things don't end till I say it's going to end. So it doesn't matter what the media say. It doesn't matter what governments say. It doesn't matter what other people say or what's happening around us. A business, if God's birth, that he will bring it about. It might be a little bit different to the way we think about it, um, but he he provides a catapult, you know, for us to move on. And I I remember then in my mid thirties, and this is before Gloria Jeans, because that was about forty when I was forty nine. We started that in my mid thirties, just having this time with God, and I sense he was saying, you know, your Bible's too small. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you're mentally crossing out chapters and verses and books that people tell you don't apply today. And I thought, wow, you know, you're right. And, of course, he's right because he's God. And from that day onwards, the Bible opened up from beginning to end to help me on that journey of what it had to say about life and business, vision, you know, passion, commitment, managing people. It's all there. Yeah, I love that story about how God spoke to you and said it's not over until I say it's over. (laughs) I love that. It's amazing how... The truth of what God says can really sink into your spirit and keep you going, isn't it? Let me backtrack a a moment, Peter, because I'm super interested in how you came to faith personally. You mentioned you had a faith as a teenager. Did it start there or did it go further back? 
Well, I would say it went further back. Probably not a great understanding of it, but when when I was really young, because we were encouraged, um, well, encouraged, pushed, if you like, to go to uh, kids' church, Sunday school in the early years. And so I was always birthed in a sense in the church, but it wasn't until teenage years, until a reality kicked in that this was all about me and my relationship with God. That had to be right first before we could go forward, before we could start to begin to understand the plan uh, for our future. I love that. I love how sometimes we grow in it and we've had the advantage of being someone who's gone to church as a young person. That revelation grows, doesn't it? I have a question for you. Um, Peter, can you think of any specific God conversations, times where God has really spoken to you, that where God has shaped your career, where those conversations have shaped your career and your business life? Oh, certainly, because if, if, you, if you're actually going to church and you're listening, we like to take notes in the messages, um, having a quiet time, reading the Bible, uh, and just various small devotionals that come in each day, and even people listening to a God conversation can get God speaking to them through that. Um, there, there have been a lot of times where specific things have happened, and I remember once having, you know, this quiet time, be having it in the mid afternoon, and you know, <laughs> normally you're there with the you know, the Bible and you open it up and you go to have a prayer and then 30 minutes later you wake up. Um, <laughs> and I got guilty because all these things came to mind and then I made notes so I could go back to what I was doing. Then I realised God was speaking to me. And then uh, about two months later I came across this verse that really brought it all together for, for me in Isaiah chapter 48, verses 6 and 7 from the message version. And I titled this God Births Ideas. And it says this, I have a lot more to tell you, things you never knew existed. This isn't a variation on the same old thing. This is new, brand new, something you'd never guess or dream up. When you hear this, you won't be able to say, I knew that all along. And when I woke up, there was all these ideas, solutions to issues that people I knew were having. And I'm going, wow, I never would have thought of that. And I then realised God's into birthing solutions, birthing ideas, and probably then it started to open up more that we're not in business to get by and pay bills. We're here to succeed and be successful, to be a blessing to other people. So it's not about us. And, in fact, God wanted his people right through the Bible to listen, learn and grow in their relationship to him. He wanted to bless them, prosper them, so they could be a testimony to him and to be able to help other people. So it puts it in a different perspective. Um, and then, you know, I'm always impatient Mm-hmm. And I came across a Psalm 106, verse 13, and it says, but they soon forgot what he'd done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. Wow, how many how many of us are in a hurry and we yeah. don't wait for the plan to unfold? Because, you know, until I got challenged with this, I going back a few years prior to that, I always would have this view that before I do anything, if I sense God's telling me to do something, I'll wait until I have three confirmations. Mm-hmm. And I could never find a scripture to support that, but I always waited for the prompts. And it was interesting how three came. And then once I was speaking in a church service in America and halfway through the message I realised, speaking on Gideon, that God, Gideon actually asked for three um, confirmations mm-hmm. that he's the one he's called out to go and free the nation. 
And then, you know, you get to this Psalm 106 verse 13 and it's easy to get in a hurry and try to make things happen, try to force doors open and try to manipulate people and circumstances. And, you know, we push hard when we re- until we realise we've gone too far, we've pushed the wrong direction, we've got the, the, what we came up with has got us into more trouble and I can tell you I've got lots of those that I've done Yeah. that I've really got to get back to where God had set me on the journey and say, I've got to hand it back to you because I've done my best to you know, muck it up. I love So there's that. a few things where I've had specifics. Yeah, I love that. You spoke about the Holy Spirit giving you creative ideas and I think that's so true. The Holy Spirit is the great problem solver and a great lateral thinker and there have been times yes. I know in my own journey, you know, building the Ministry of God conversations, it's not a business but it operates organisationally and so there are a lot of entrepreneurial skills that I had to develop and um, so many times just hearing from the Holy Spirit how to navigate the issues and and other times too just hearing from common wisdom as well um can you give us an example you were talking about that passage in isaiah how god gives ideas um what was an idea that the holy spirit gave you that perhaps you wouldn't have thought of yourself um i well there there are a couple of instances Uh, one was related to uh, a friend in business who uh, was having issues um, with a partner and, you know, trying to work out how to get them together to resolve it. Um, and, you know, it's just this idea of, and it may sound simple, but for him to write down on paper what he needs to say to the person. Um, and I wouldn't have thought of that because more I'd get them in the room and try and mediate or yeah. get them to find something else to mediate it. But what I was, what I realised when he did that, he wasn't clear mm-hmm. in his communication of what the issue was. And through rewording and working with him with that, he was able to get, get a clear conversation that actually helped him to be very clear in the discussion when they got face to face, which actually took the sting out of it because in his mind, what he thought was issues actually weren't issues and he hadn't clarified them and they'd only things that started to mm-hmm. well up in him rather than from reality. Um, they're, they're, um, and, and I've seen uh, product ideas. Um, I have a friend, another friend who was in our connect group in business and he was trying to run or start or, or get going too many businesses and there's a saying, if you chase two rabbits, they both escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was chasing way more than two and none of them were really getting going. And so uh, it really was this bird, God, uh, the Holy Spirit just birthed this idea of actually one of the businesses, the one that had real capacity. I didn't know enough about it to be able to come up with this myself. Mm-hmm. But it was actually a few ideas of how he could take this one business and multiply it out to actually become successful. Yes. It's always interesting to me that one of the ways I know something is from God is when I would never have come up with it myself. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the reason I quoted that verse simply for that reason. Yeah, it's a great verse and I think it's so true. I think to a key with that, Peter, maybe you would agree, is just going to God and being open to God about ideas and continually just surrendering 
your business to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into that and to be that partner in business, if you like, because, you know, I think if we're called into business, then probably we have a lot of gifts and skills that equip us for that business. I always love the truth of Ephesians 2.10 that says we are God's workmanship created for good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. So if we are called to business, there will be a natural flair, I think, for business. But what yes, makes, look, look. Yeah, what look makes too many it even more so is having that added wisdom of the spirit. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Look, this, uh, and I was taught in the early years, and you still have it occasionally today. That if in business don't be successful, you're doing something wrong. Well, that's certainly not a principle. Uh, in the early years, that's what kept me tied down, if you like. But as I started to open up scripture and see that that's not God's intention at all. If we're not growing in our relationship with Him, we're going backwards. If so, if, if we're growing in Him, we're, He's going to be birthing ideas. He's going to be taking us forward. Um, you know, he's uh, as we go forward, we're going to be successful. And I say to people, if you aren't growing, you'll be out of business because costs increase. You might lose a client, um, and you know, you need to be growing anyway. Um, mm. You've got to be able to pay the bills because that's not a testimony if you don't pay them. Yes. And and you know, why would people want to engage with us in conversation if we if we're struggling? With business all the time because we've been tied down with wrong thinking and wrong input in our lives and and that was certainly a challenge I had to grow through that it's not just doing a job getting money paying the bills and getting on with life we've been called here to be a witness and a testimony through our business and to help others do business better and yeah and for, for them to prosper uh, as a business, and uh, and actually, I do a sessions with someone called John Sycamore called Business on Purpose. The aim is not just to have a business, but have it for a purpose. I love the sound of that, Peter. Um, so much wisdom coming from your years of experience of building a successful business and also walking with God throughout. We're going to come back just after a quick break to talk more with Peter Irvine, the CEO of Momentum Kingdom Momentum. Back soon. What does God sound like? How do I know it's Him? They're the questions I asked myself at 21. I'd read stories of God speaking throughout the Bible, but I'd never heard His voice for myself. So I decided to try it out. Speak, Lord, and if you make it really clear, I'll do whatever you say. My new book, God Conversations, is all about what happened when I heard God's voice. It won't tell you how to hear it as much as it will show you. As Jesus promised, we can all recognize His voice and know it enough to follow. Buy it now at godconversations.com. We're back with God Conversations with Tanya Harris. And in the studio with us today is the legendary Peter Irvine, CEO of legendary. Kingdom Momentum. <laughs> I keep getting your name wrong. I keep getting your business name wrong. Kingdom Momentum, such a great name. And he's talking all things God Conversations in business. And we're talking about the role of the spirit Um in building our business. But perhaps before we go there, Peter, we could you started to talk about having a greater purpose to business than just paying the bills, bringing the money home to get through. And could you speak a little bit more about that in terms of your passion for business with purpose? 
Yeah. I, see, being in business, uh, whether you whether you own a business or you're a partner in a business or you just you have a career working with someone, um, we spend so much time at work and if we just see it as a job, um, we're not realising God's birthing something in us and you don't know where he's going to take you. If someone said when I started at 14 in advertising in um, well, nearly 28 years on, I'd be the CEO of an advertising agency with 200 people, some of the biggest clients in the country, I wouldn't have known what they were talking about, let alone fall off a chair laughing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God was putting things and I was learning things on the journey. Um, I was, I guess I was brought up with a good worth ethic. You work hard because that's what you paid for. But I didn't know until then that you've got to ask lots of questions and you've got to look up stuff and do things. And we're fortunate in this day and age we've got so many sources to get information, books to read, podcasts, and those sort of things. And so I grew through that. And then if someone said you're going to start a business and you're going to open over 400 stores in Australia, then get international and open 39 countries and have nearly a 1,000 stores, I wouldn't have known what they were talking about and was it ever possible. And certainly we've had a lot of criticism uh, at that time. You can never do it. You couldn't run it from Australia. But in the end, if God's birthing it, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but there's, he's going to open doors. He's going to bring connections which I believe the Holy Spirit does, is bring those connections uh, with people. And you wonder, I've met this, why have I met this person? They have influence in this area. Why have I met them? And then years later you realise why. Um, and because, you know, God is at work in our lives, in our businesses, in our families, and it's about living a life not only in business but in family and in the community and the churches we mix with. It's not giving God two hours on Sunday and doing what we like during the week. Yeah, that's so true. I like the I love the way that you talk about having business with wider purpose to be a blessing. That th- those words from Genesis where we're called we're blessed to be a blessing. And I think looking at what businesses do, how can we then expand our purpose beyond ourselves to be a blessing to our clients, to our customers, to the world in general? I love that. So if you were talking to a new business person and you were giving them some advice, what would you say about the role of the Holy Spirit in their life? What does the Holy Spirit do just in broad brushstrokes? Yes. um, Well, let me... Let me just quote a verse with a couple of comments which leads into really answering that. I came across a verse in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31, and it says, The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. Um, What it's saying is the horse is the natural. It represents hard work through training and readiness, Mm -hmm. um, and and God considers that necessary, but the victory is entirely the result of God's intervention, and it's supernatural. The natural and supernatural are to work in partnership. Mm-hmm. So having said all that, <laughs> you know, Very true. people starting in business, especially Christians, uh, think I've got an idea, I'm ready to go. And I've had them come to me and I've talked to them and said, well, okay, you're going to be a restaurant. I, had, I did have a, a couple come to me and uh, they're starting a restaurant and I said, well, we're going to sign the lease because the site's going to go. And I said, well, what's your menu? Well, we haven't worked that out yet. Uh, your supply, your pricing. <laughs> I went through all the things. They haven't done any of those. They haven't even thought of those. And I said, don't sign any lease, but the site's going to go. And I said, 
there will always be good sites. The leasing agents will always tell you someone else wants it and you better get in quickly. The problem is you've signed up and you're stuck with this rent. Because I said, don't give up your day jobs because you're not there yet. So I said, part of what you've got to do is you've got to start researching, start putting a simple plan on paper, start talking to people who understand if it's retail in that area, if it's business to business, talk to people in there and start learning, start gleaning information. And as you're doing that, you're coming before God and saying, you know, I need to burst you know, what's a name, you know, we could call this because God is interested in giving us names for our business or our products and as you spend time with him, something will come to mind. And so I, I see our man-made, you know, or our own work, we, we, we are doing this work as we tick along but we're staying open to God's input as yeah. we spend time with him. So I get business people who say, I never hear from God and I said, do you spend time with him? And they say, we don't have time. And I said, well, you're never going to hear from him probably unless you're going to spend time with him. It doesn't mean he can't speak into your life while you're busy but you need to spend that time with him so he can get your attention and actually birth things. Um, so it's a bit of bit like the horse. The horse does the work and, and uh, and then, you know, we're doing the work and then God, you know, great intervenes, speaks. So it's a bit of a partnership, if you like. I love that, Peter. Um, I think that's something I've had to learn as well. I, it's, it's, I think people find this difficult. You know, I think you have sometimes people who feel like they've got to hear from God for everything and they suspend their natural wisdom or, yes. or talents. And then you have the other way around where people use all of their logic and research and hard work but they sort of don't listen for the voice of the holy spirit for the supernatural and it's not one or the other it's it's both and i love that partnership analogy i remember people often say to me or oh, how did you build the ministry of god conversations and i often tell a story that right back in the beginning when i didn't know what i was doing i remember hearing from god and god said to me i want you to go to switzerland and minister there <laughs> which was, I knew it was God because it was such a random thing to say. Oh, my God, how am I supposed to do that? I don't have an invitation. I don't have the money to go. Within a week I had both came supernaturally. It was brilliant. And that was my yeah. first European ministry trip. And then after that I remember praying and God said, okay, you know what to do, go and do it. Go and do it yourself. I've given you a pattern. I've given you a sort of a, a way of how this works. Off you go, work it out yourself. <laughs> And I didn't, you know, my my testimony is not miracle, um, miracle story after miracle story. There, there's a number of them, but my testimony is also that I listened to advice. I did the hard work. I worked it out. I learned some new skills. I made use of the relationships I had around me. And through using my natural God-given gifts, and then listening to the spirit as I went and stepping out in faith as I heard. I think that combination of working together is such a great model that we can then emulate in the business world. Yeah, the, the, other, the, the other way I describe it to people is it's a bit like a push bike, pedal bike. If you sit there and don't pedal, you fall to the right or to the left. <laughs> yes. But if you're slowly moving, it can be directed. And and that's why I encourage people, to, and I'm, I'm saying this to them because I'm saying it to myself, make haste slowly. 
Yes. In other words, you keep moving but keep listening to what the input that's coming from the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, God, we might have made bad decisions and gone the wrong direction, but God can bring it right if we hand it back to him. And David had to do that, King David. You know, he was doing really well, got off track, did the wrong thing, but came back and sought forgiveness and God redirected him on the rest of the journey. Such great wisdom, Peter, and years of wisdom, lived of experience too. And um, I just love how you have set up your life and your business to help other people. I was listening to one of your YouTube videos. You've created a whole range of YouTube videos connected to your website that look at how godly principles apply to business today. And if there's anyone out there who is really building their business and wants to learn from Peter's expertise, I really encourage you to jump on those. They're linked to kingdom-momentum.org.au. Sorry, no, dot com.au. Com. I'm not doing too well today with my, my website titles. And uh, I encourage you to avail yourself of that because Peter has so much wisdom to bring and so much spiritual maturity as well. Peter, it's just been awesome having you on the show today. Any final thoughts of wisdom you want to share with our audience? Yeah, I, I just believe even in this current environment, we should go for it. Um, I know that's hard and that's difficult, but this is the time to rethink, reinvent, prepare, plan uh, as we move out of uh, this in the future. Uh, one of the things that helped me a number of years ago I got hold of is the Leadership Bible. It's the Maxwell Leadership Bible. It's the whole Bible. John Maxwell puts all the info from his books back in where he got it from in the Bible. Yeah. And I use that. I look at that every day. I started from Genesis and worked my way right through and I've been through on about the fourth time on the way through. It's those sort of resources that help and encourage us and really plant us with the right foundation. Yes, that's brilliant. And in these kind of pandemic season too, I think you're right about really pressing into God because I often think the Holy Spirit is the great pivoter. He can use any situation to turn things around and perhaps there's a creative way to get through that's not as normal as what we would have thought or a bit unexpected, but keep listening for the Holy Spirit to give those creative ideas. Peter, it's been just awesome having you on the show and we so appreciated you giving your input and your time freely. Um, We just pray that it's going to be a blessing to so many people who are listening. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing to the show on your favourite podcast app. And remember, the Holy Spirit was given so we could all hear God's voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation.